I like on it. the treadmills, just going like up yeah, and yeah, down, yeah, up yeah, and down. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> the sweat, dripping, dripping sweat. PowerPoints, power lunches, conference calls, reply to all, endless meetings, constant check-ins, and so much wasted time. Are you sick of the BS? So are we. It's time to take our time back, rework the way we work, and make every call a call to action. This is a podcast for people who want to stop talking and really start connecting. This is After 12. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to After 12, 12 for 12's original podcast series that explores cool companies, brands, messages, and makers, and what compels us to take note and to become fans. Uh, It's been a while, but I'm very happy uh, to again be joined by my life partner and occasional co-host, Josh Rush. There he is. We've got a great show for you today. Our guest is the chief evangelist and marketing guru at Future Motion, the brand that put floating on the map with the one wheel, the self-balancing single wheel electric transport, often erroneously described as an electric skateboard. Pasha, pasha. Internet, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome Mr. Jack Mudd to After 12. Jack, how's it going? Wow, that was a killer intro. I'm not sure, you know, what I can say the rest of the show to top that. Um, it's going really well. But well, it's been a great show. Thanks for joining us, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? I, I can't believe it's been nearly two years since we featured One Wheel on uh, 12 for 12. Wow. That's right. That was a great time. Um, yeah, we got you riding. I believe you took a nice spill. And I believe I actually, it also involved me switching shirts and identities with uh, the co-host that you had back then. So hopefully. Yes, this- Joe. <laughs> we, we referred to him as the no host. I'm the only co-host. That's yeah. right. Okay. And by the way, he says he misses you and loves you very much. Um, he wished he could be here, but he said, I have a day job unlike you guys. Right. Perfect. So, I don't know. Well, yeah, that was a great time. Um and what's happened since then? I mean, what has you know? Since then, how about how about this pandemic, huh? <laughs> this pandemic. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> and Jack, we I, I don't know if you remember or not because it was when was that, Adam? Like sixteen? Uh, we met briefly, very briefly at CES. This was like you guys were okay. I mean, pretty new to market or just coming on uh, to the market. But it's been, I guess, it's probably been four or five years now. So. It's good to see yeah. you. Man. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. So for the viewers that don't watch 12 for 12 because they don't have Amazon prime or they don't use the internet or because it's a horrible show. Um, tell us when did one wheel officially launch? Was that 2014? 2014. Yeah. So um, Kyle Dirksen, our founder and CEO uh, was working in his garage on this concept. He was a, a, a big snowboarder. And so, um, he wanted to take that powder day snowboarding experience and, and bring that into everyday life. I grew up snowboarding on powder and that to me is an awesome feeling that I want to have all the time. And I was like, how do you make something that feels like that to zoom around town? And so I got noodling on this concept um, in my garage and like got a scooter motor and like a chain drive and at the time it was like lead batteries and tried to lash it all together in a way that would like actually ride and after about a year I got something that worked a little um, bit. And so he 
uh, I believe back in 08, was working his garage on a prototype that, you know, had one big wheel. Uh, back then, sort of like the motor and battery technology and sensor technology really wasn't there. With the electric car development, the batteries got better. Um, these small brushless hub motors, uh, it got better as well. And then with um, cell phones, right? Like iPhone was introduced in 07. Um, that rapidly advanced the um, the chip technology, the sensor, you know, gyro and accelerometers. Um, so by 2014, he had put together this prototype and um, I ran into him and uh, we went and launched this thing at CES and um, it was a pretty amazing experience. We were like the smallest booth in the farthest corner in the, in the, in, in the sands. And I, I swear like that's where all the good stuff is, you know, like I remember next to us, we had this Russian guy who had this crazy fruit ninja uh, experience. <laughs> that was like, it was like dripping. It was like steam dripping with like fruits falling down, like virtual fruits and you chop through. He also like never showed up at his booth. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, launched Formula then and got a ton of press pickup. You know, we, we didn't really know like if anyone would want this thing or like really... <laughs> what it was at the time, you know, like never really occurred to us, like where to go and what, what people would want to do with it. But, um, yeah, man, it's been, it's been super fun. Um, just, just floating along, you know? Oh, we exactly. Just did a quick web search. One of our producers just did a quick web search for the, um, the falling ninja, falling fruit ninja company. We, we can't find them anywhere, but you guys <laughs> are doing well. It's, uh, it's Russian. Pandemic, it's... pandemic be damned. You're, you're doing well, Jack. What's going on today? I mean, flash forward. We got like a crazy, you know, um, subculture of, of one wheel nerds that are taking over the world, I would say now. Um, and there's even some normal people that ride one wheels too, you know? Um, and I think we're starting to see, yeah, just, just, uh, more groups of people that I could have never thought, um, or I would have never imagined would be one wheelers are now. But it's kind of funny, like one wheel, one wheel nerds. It's like, I also see just a lot of nerds that I know when I see them with a one wheel, I'm like, you know, you're still a nerd though, right? Like I know it's cool, but you still fall into that nerd category, not one wheel nerd, but nerd right. with the one wheel. There's all, there's all varietals. There's all That's varietals. Right. Really. I mean, you've got your like one wheel clubs too. I saw a piece about this group in Minnesota that's got their like one wheel club and they go out and there's, I mean, they're all yeah. over the country, all over the world. In fact, I don't know if I ever told you this, but we did two shoots. We did a shoot at Shinola in Detroit, and we did a shoot in um, Georgia and Atlanta. In both spots, um, we interacted with somebody that we were interviewing that had a one wheel with them. Yeah. And I just, I just thought that that's the kind of thing when when we approach a brand that we're like, these guys are doing something cool. When you organically see that thing on another shoot at another brand, you're like, mm -hmm. okay. And, and then we inorganically placed the one wheel into the restaurant homes episode where Chef Taylor, you know, one wheeled into the bar, grabbed a shot, slammed it back and into the, into the kitchen he went. And for the record, of course, we don't endorse, you know, drinking <laughs> and riding, but I appreciate that you snuck, snuck in there as product placement. But yeah, I think um, to your point, like, so, so I, I'm the, I'm our director of marketing and um, I would love to take credit for the rise of this product. But I think that um, really, really the product is amazing. And, and, and like, you know, uh, it's something that people want to talk about, right? And like, you see one and you're like, holy shit, what's that, right? And then um, 
And it's this crazy experience. You know, if you haven't ridden a one wheel, like it's kind of hard to explain what it's like, but it's just totally. like, it's just a different, we, what I'm most proud of is that we, we have, this company has like created a new riding experience for the world to enjoy. Like that's really, really cool. You know, I think most product, most companies are, you know, taking a product and, you know, improving it marginally or, um, yeah, you know, it's like a different spin on something, but like, this is truly something like totally new that we've launched in the world and, um, and people love it. And, and yeah, I think like a lot of the growth of one wheel is just like person to good old fashioned, you know, like dining room table, like you won't believe what I did today. <laughs> you know, like this thing was insane. And so, um, we have a mantra that, you know, we use with clients all the time that, that fans really build brands and it's, yeah. it's not, it's not bullshit. It's, it's the truth. And you, you look at the growth of the one wheel and it is just people that ride it, have that experience and go, Oh my God, I've, I've, I've got to tell all my friends about this. I've got, you know, and they're riding. So they're, they're like a, a floating endorsement down the street. Right. right. Totally. So, no, that's, 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 that's totally true. And, um, yeah, but so I, mean, I just kind of like, I just than, hang out and do podcasts. Like I don't really do anything. <laughs> you know, it's just like, a, let them do, let them do the work. <laughs> no. So uh, we, I, mean, I have a, I live in a neighborhood. It's like, it's a four mile loop. Adam's run it with me, but it's a four mile loop. And I'll go out like the other day I called Adam. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I got to go for a ride. Like, I got to clear my head. So I'll just like take a call and just kind of cruise the neighborhood. And we, my wife, my wife has the original, I have an XR. Um, and you know, in the last two years, we've had at least two neighbors buy just because they saw us. So they'll, we'll catch up with them sometimes. And I think they're both pint owners. Um, but yeah, it's that kind of thing where, you know, it's, it's not like we don't, I, there's some crazy clubs like in North Carolina and stuff like that. We're not doing like crazy trails. Mostly it's just like get out of the house and, yeah, you know, it's like get off the zoom call and, and clear my head. Totally. So. so that that's, that's my next point. Like with, with America moving indoors because of the pandemic and, and COVID, I mean, I just, you know, one of the great marketing messages you guys have on your, your website now is destroy boredom. Have you seen an uptick in, in sales or just interest with people moving outside, looking for local fun and adventure? That's a, that's a great question. So the destroy boredom thing is a fun story. Um, it came out of uh, just a brainstorm with myself and and Kyle um, about like what are we and what are we not basically like what who what is the enemy you know like every every great brand like has enemies um, was the was the premise and so we were really trying to think about like yeah what is what is what is the one the enemy of one wheel um, and. For us, we came to to boredom, you know, because one of those a lot of things for a lot of different people. Yeah. But we, we felt like that is like the common denominator, you know, it's like if you're riding a one wheel, you're not someone who uh, is content sitting on the couch and, you know, like wasting away, you know, like um, you're going to get out there. You want to experience life. You want to go um, have fun, try new things, you know, Um so yeah, we, we came to this destroy boredom. Like this is, we're on a crusade to vanquish boredom was the original. <laughs> we felt like that was a little too wordy. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so we love that idea and yeah, we wanted to wrap a campaign around it. And so um, what we did is we uh, threw it out as like a user generated content challenge. 
So um, basically for four weeks, uh, we challenge people in the world, one wheel owners and non-owners to destroy boredom in whatever, by whatever means they had, you know, and each week we would, we would pick the best uh, destroyer of boredom and give them a one wheel. Um, and we started this on like March 1st. Oh, wow. So if we, yeah, so we started this like two weeks, you know, like maybe on some deep Did subreddits. You- there was like some COVID <laughs> talk, but like this was clear pre-COVID, like had nothing to do with COVID. And then COVID hit. I remember Kyle texting me like, you know, sort of like as that news was coming out that the whole world was going to be shut down, you know, it's like we I think we destroyed boredom like a little too hard. Like maybe like, <laughs> like, like, like I think <laughs> it's gone too far. But yeah, I mean, that that um that message is is definitely never been more relevant you know than right now like i think everyone's had to adjust um how they entertain themselves how they take their own mental breaks you know um how they yeah just like de-stress like you mentioned get outside shake things up i I think it's like it's been so important to me to um just change up your scenery you know like i think that's that's um, for me, even key and, and also sort of like your tempo, you know, when you're riding one wheel, you're just kind of like operating at a different rhythm of life, yep. you know? Um, and yeah, it's definitely resonated with folks. Um, we, we've seen some lift for sure during, during the pandemic. Um, you know, I know like you read all the stories about electric bikes doing super well. And, um, it, it's a really great way to, uh, take these little mini adventures, you know, um, you can't, you can't go on your cruise anymore the Bahamas, right. but you, but you can, you know, hop outside and cruise your neighborhood. So, um, yeah. Now that you all, we, Adam, that doesn't mean drink again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to destroy boredom and destroy microbes. Um, it's, it's kind of insane too, because it not only have you created this fandom, um, and this, this way to get outside again and explore kind of the local terrain, but you've created communities and communities who are creating empathy. I mean, I, I don't know right now, one of the big stories with, with one wheel is, is the story about, you know, John Schreier and him going across country, raising money um, over the course of 30 days. And he just started with this ride from Montreal to Whistler in memory of his, his pal, Cody Beauchard, who, who passed away from cancer. Tell us about this, how, how he reached out to you or how you, learned about this story because it's pretty incredible. Wow. Yeah. John, John's story. I smile just thinking about John because, um, that dude brings the energy. (laughs) I get, I get like a daily morning, like wake up videos from John on his (laughs) mission across Canada. And that guy is like so fired up every day. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So, you know, we get, we get notes like this all the time. Like, Hey, I'm going to go ride from, X to Y, you know, and like, like you guys should support me. And, you know, uh, the folks that we have on social media were like, yeah, like just kind of assumed that, you know, that goes into this pile over here and like whatever. And then we saw John on, or Kyle saw John on, um, national Canadian, Canadian news, uh, for his journey. I mean, this is the longest electric rideable journey. I don't know about electric bike journey, probably not, but electric skateboard, whatever you want to call one wheel, um, by like tenfold. <laughs> 4,700 kilometers. 
Canada is a long country. <laughs> how do, I know how we're all going to move there like soon. The, yeah. Like get, yeah. I get like <laughs> get the calf the, the strain. Like, I mean, think about it. Cause you know, you get like the calf strain or like the heel cramp or like the, you know, if you're on a long ride, it's like, oh, so I mean, he's yeah. got to keep the ice bags like handy. How many miles is it? It's like over 3,000 miles. Yeah. 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 Over, yeah. Well over 3,000. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's funny. When you think about that, like that's a trip that if I was driving, I'd be worried that my car is going to, you know, break down. Like, <laughs> and he's doing it. He's doing it on a pint too. He's doing it on a pint. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, it's even more amazing. So uh, he texted me couple videos last night he started riding in july wow. and he texted me his first riding video and you're like the dude can't ride a one wheel and, <laughs> and, and it's and it's september so that there's hope for you Adam. There's hope for you. you could be riding to new york in you know two months if you just work if you wanted it enough you know if you just worked hard enough because i keep telling you I don't know. Don't give up. I'm don't give up on your dreams. I will. But it, it, his, is, it his, is super his cool. His full body hazmat suit would create like major <laughs> drag on his. It's true. Right. I, but, I, but, but it's rad. It's so cool. Um, John, let's see. He's he's already hit his goal of $30,000. Um, wow. If there's a way to link his fund at the end of this, maybe we could do that. We absolutely um, will. And you can follow him on Facebook as he literally rides across Canada every day pumping out motivational speeches every morning, um, which I is now like my new routine to watch. You, awesome. you can't, you can't beat some just misty Canadian John Schreier, you know, morning. <laughs> um, well, and again, talking I, about how lucky we are to be here. It, yeah. I mean, that's, so that's the message, right? Life is short. We're all human beings. We're, we're all bound to the same fate and we're, we've got to live together. What a like, what a great story. And, you know, it's, it's so much better than like, you know, the, the great film placements that you've been getting lately. I, I remember I saw Ad Astra and I, I emailed you like, oh, dude, yeah. did you see one wheel in the movie? I mean, an Artemis Fowl. And I'm thinking these are all organic placements, right? They didn't call you and say, Hey, we're gonna have a one wheel in there. I think we sent our, uh, Ad Astra. We had no idea about. That's crazy. Uh, Artemis Fowl, we sent them a one wheel. And the time frame on these, uh, I think they paid they paid for it. But the time okay. frame on these is insane because it's like we sent that board off in like 2016. Oh wow. And yeah, um, it takes a long time to make one of these films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this podcast takes a day. <laughs> yeah. So wow. So what's uh, what so what's in, in that in that sense like 2016 we saw the film this past year um, you know the pints come out obviously that's done really well what's uh, sort of what's cooking in the oven right now in terms of like the product development well well my options are I say? Could, like, I could like make some shit up or and just like go with it with you know fervently or um, or I could say like I can't tell you anything. Would you like me to try like making some we stuff? Prefer, we prefer marketing blah blah blah. So well, it's gonna have that. three wheels, but they're more like square. <laughs> I, I just it's it's the brilliance of of having your parent company be Future Motion and not One Wheel because I'm I'm just I'm waiting for that next shoe to drop. I mean, it's like with Peloton, you know, they've got the bike and the bike just skyrocketed during during the, the quarantine. And, you know, the treadmill, and now they have all these component classes. Josh doesn't have a, a um, 
Peloton, but he and his wife, you know, have the app on their, their iPad and they're doing, you know, all the workouts. And I think, what is, Smart. what's, what's one wheel going to do? Should we, should we, should we start a, uh, an at-home training program? We actually, so this is a tangent, but we have dreamt of doing like a fake Peloton commercial where we rent out one of those studios and we just put 20 treadmills in it. And then we have like people in way too tight clothes riding one wheels with like a way too intense instructor. <laughs> I like on it. the treadmills just going like up yeah, and yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, up yeah, and down. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> like the sweat dripping, dripping sweat. Somebody's yeah. like, totally. <laughs> no, but I think um, uh, you know what I I I know that Kyle has aspirations to make um, you know new stuff. That's what Kyle loves to do is to create new stuff. He's an engineer. Uh, Yeah, totally. And and like, of course, you know, the one wheel, I think um, there's a lot left to do with one wheel, you know, Um, like if there's anything that's clear to us, it's that like, you know, people are using it in all different kinds of ways and, and, um, and want different things from it. Right. You know, some people, um, you know, some people want to ride 100 miles every weekend and like right. shred the gnarliest trails. Other people just, you know, want to cruise around with their kids. Um, you know, some people want to like go to work, um, on their board or go to the grocery store. That's like my speed. Um, so I think, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, there's definitely a lot, um, more to do on the one wheel product line. And we're always working on that. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think at some point, you know, uh, I would anticipate that there'd be, there'd be other non one wheel things too, but I, I wish I could tell you more about that. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting just like you are. Um, yeah, I, we read your bluff, Jack. We know <laughs> there's something going on. There's something deep, deep state in there. It's like QAnon, one uh, wheel. Always, it, it's definitely linked to Q. That's for sure. That's the only thing I really <laughs> can tell you. We know it's, it's evident and we'll, our, our people will start posting tonight. Yeah. A pizza, a pizza restaurant <laughs> controlled by Hillary Clinton, probably. Dude. I mean, on that note, it's funny cause we did a, uh, so I moved to Portland, uh, last year and we did an episode on voodoo donut and they got linked to donut gate through pizza gate. Oh, wow. And I remember like talking to Chuck, our director who you met and Chuck was like, you can't, you can't listen to the internet, Adam. It's just, it's a mess. Don't. <laughs> it it really that. is. It really is. Yeah. The internet is a mess. Um, but the, yeah. And the real world is a mess too. So like, you know, sure. that's why we all have to eat donuts and ride one wheels, you know, because like, that's, that's the goodness, you know, that there is out there. So you guys have so much in common with so many other brands uh, in terms of doing really interesting things and building community and building original products. I, I talked to you guys about possibly, you know, cause we're, we're buddies with the Shinesty folks in Colorado and for South by this, this year, I was like, you know, it'd be cool to see, you know, the Shinesty guys or, or the one wheel guys and gals riding on one wheels through Austin with the Shinesty gear. Um, have you done much in terms of partnerships with other brands? So have you pursued that? Yeah. Well, we came out with our own beer this year. So that was, so that was, that was, um, a watershed moment, I would say. 
in, in, in our partnership career. Yeah. Humble Sea Brewery, which is like our local watering hole, um, you know, a three minutes one wheel from our office. Uh, we came out with Wheelie Foggy and Cool, um, uh, dry hopped IPA, and it was delicious. Smart. Um, so, so that was, <laughs> that was our, that's our big partnership of, of this year. But yeah, it's definitely something that I'm, yeah, I'm interested in, in, um, exploring more for sure. Um, it's been tough, you know, with COVID, obviously we've had to adjust the, the strategy you yeah. know, away from the physical world. Cause um, you guys had the December, 2019 pop up in LA. Tell us about that. How'd that go? Yeah, totally. That was amazing. It was, it was absolutely epic. We rented out a, um, a abandoned gas station and, um, which is, you know, wonderfully ironic. And it was, it was amazing. I mean, we sold out a product over that weekend. Um, and yeah, just like having a space for the one wheel community to come together. And also so many people want to try this thing. You know, like I imagine myself, if I, uh, had seen this on the internet, it's a lot of money to lay down on something that you're like, is this thing for real? Like what, yeah. you know, so being able to provide, um, a way for people in that area to come by and ask their questions and hop on it is, is a really compelling, um, really compelling, you know, thing, thing, the thing to do. Um, and, and it's something that I know we were excited about our 2020 strategy definitely had, um, wanted to build on that, wanted to do some more pop-ups. I want to, I want to, want to go do a, a Paris pop up. That might be twenty twenty two. We'll see. Maybe twenty twenty one shakes out. Um, but, but you're, but, having, but you are you are you still moving forward with the World uh, One Wheel Championship? Is that is that going to happen? Or man, you guys yeah. announced that last month. The so the race the rail uh, went down. Yeah, it, went it already down. went down. It, it went down. I'll send you the highlights. It was okay. pretty epic. It you did awesome. that in Colorado, right? Utah. We did that U- in Utah, Utah. this okay. year. Yeah, but we did change the location. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was really it was really awesome. It was pretty interesting to hold an event in oh when was that? August? I think it was August. Yeah, and you Facebook lived it and I, I watched some of that and I was just like I mean, and it was kind of like watching ESPN. I mean, the way you did it was genius with the commentating as they're riding down the hill. Oh yeah. Yeah, so we <clears throat> totally we we streamed it live on Facebook and on YouTube. We actually had thirty six three thousand six hundred plus peak concurrent viewers for the for the live stream race rail this year. Which um, the company that helped us with the live stream also does like the uh, WSL World Surf League events um, and a, a not like Spartan races, a number of other things. Some of which are on TV. Thirty six hundred peak concurrent viewers is like on par with the surf events, like the professional surf events. That's in the awesome. World. So yeah, pretty rad. This, this race was amazing. Um, you know, came into this race thinking that we had a pretty good idea about who might win a uh, total underdog, uh, came out, beat everybody super excited. They're racing down ski Hills in Utah. So there's like some epic, just epic. Some epic wipeouts, but these these guys are all really good. So you know, like they, they know how to tuck and roll, and um, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean it, it's it's awesome. You know, like I love um, to be able to you know one one wheel is a sport. Like I came away from this race thinking like you know some people you know your your core surf skate 
homies out there like, yeah, whatever. Like that's not, you know, that's like a, whatever. That's not a thing. But like the fact of the matter is that it is in like in five years time. Yeah. Like at some point, like the numbers don't really lie. Like there's going to be more people watching these events um, every year. And uh, the athletes keep getting better. The hardware is going to keep getting better. Like what you can do on it is already pretty impressive. Sure. Um, I mean, one of our events this year was riding from the top of Snow Basin to the bottom. It's like 4,000 vertical feet, you know? Um, so, yeah, like that's that's where some of it is going. Like not ever, you know, it's not for everybody for sure. I think that's one of the things that's really interesting about One Wheel is that like it is a sport for some yeah. people. And for some people, it's like something totally different. Um, and yeah. for, from a marketing perspective, it's actually hard to balance that. Right. Cause like you have this group of people over here that are really into this thing on this very particular level are very focused on progression, you know? Um, and then you have the people, you know, that ride it through Midtown. Yeah. And then you have like sort of more like, and, and then the question is also like, how do you bring this experience more towards um, like the mass consumer who's um, like, they don't need their whole life to be defined by one wheel. They just like want to have fun too, you know? Um, and so I think it's really important for us to, ha to have that race and, um, to, to keep, you know, supporting that, uh, one logistically, of as, as how, how difficult was it to produce and to staff? And I mean, just with super distancing. hard. Yeah. Super so, hard. I mean, I'm, I'm curious, like you have to tell me more. Like, yeah. So, um, creating a protocol. So, so basically usually that event is open to the public. Right. So we completely close to the public. Usually there's like 150 people uh, mm -hmm. competing for those spots in that race. Instead of that, we invited 12. So wow. we took wow. the 12 and that's fraught with all kinds of, you know, um, testing conspiracy Politics. theories Politics. about why we invited <laughs> who we invited. It's like, you can't win, you know, but well, um, what kind of protocol but, did you have? You guys have to do like, do you have to test them and yeah. keep them separate and everyone had to mask up and sanitate yeah. sanitization stations and stuff like that. We, yeah, we, we basically, we basically bubbled, you know, so, so everyone got tested. Uh, you had to, you had to submit a negative test, uh, one week, like, you know, seven days, uh, before coming out. Um, and then everyone was housed in their own room, uh, private transportation to and from the event. So, uh, can't interact with anyone outside of our, our testing bubble um, that, that went for all of our staff, all the people that are shooting. It was like a huge ordeal, you know, um, to make that happen. Uh, and, and I was really impressed by how well the athletes took that, you know, and how seriously they took it. Um, you know, I think uh, I listened to some of the, uh, you know, some of like the, the, the one wheel podcasts and whatever that's been out of that. And, it's clear that people took it seriously. There, there was not after hours, you know, um, whatever. shenanigans. Yeah. They're all, yeah. they're all planning on riding, riding with all the local people there in, in Utah and stuff. And I think that they, they ended up not doing that. And it's in their own best interests. Like we were very clear. It's like, look, if we can't do hold this race safely, we're not gonna hold it at all. So what was the you, prize? You guys purse? are the ones that are going to win money. Not us. <laughs> right. What uh, was prize the purse? purse uh, so yeah, in terms of the prize purse, the winner of the final race, uh, was awarded $6,500. And then we had team events as well leading up to the race. Uh, 
and each team event was worth three thousand uh, dollars. If the winning team, who, who whoever won the final race, actualized the money for their team. Okay, so there's two two teams. Gotcha. Okay, so team events. Whoever won, but sorry, whoever won the the final race actualized their whole team's prize worth. Gotcha. The, who, the the team that did not win the final race walked home with nothing. So it was uh, it was really dramatic. <laughs> on, on well, they walked levels. home with a bunch of swag, right? <laughs> they, they walked they they walked home with nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> shame. shame, shame, and regret. Yeah, oh, shame and regret. <laughs> no, it was epic. It was really, really fun. Totally. And you can um, check that out on YouTube. You should actually. Yeah, go. we're gonna I mean, run some. When we were racing, right I am not gonna lie, one wheel racing is it's awesome. I got I got so hyped to uh, I got to commentate it, which was too much fun. And <laughs> myself and Ted, who were commentating, were like out I almost fell out of my chair multiple times and just screaming, yelling. Like it was it was legitimately super exciting. So that's awesome. Well, how, how, how are the? It, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. How long does it take to get from the top to the bottom? I mean, like, how? What was the duration of the race? Like how how quick did it unfold? The race was uh, a portion of the ski hill, and uh, it it took. I think the best laps were like three, about three minutes. Um, oh wow! But yeah, the full top to bottom was like a team event that we held, and that took people. The best time was like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, flying. Yeah. That's great. Totally. Well, so how, how is the crew? I wanted to ask you in terms of like, the, you know, the gang back in Santa Cruz, I, you know, I was worried about you guys when I saw that the fires recently were, you know, on the east side of, of one in, in the Bonnie Dune area. Like, did it come that, I mean, it was pretty close to you guys, right? Yeah, totally. Um, I was driving back from Utah actually, uh, Oh, coming up over the hill into Santa Cruz and it's just like you can't see a thing um, our office was like the where basically the line was drawn um, in terms wow. of like evacuation and, and um, the road one highway one was blocked past our office um, our office is fine um, yeah, I mean yeah it's pretty scary you know it's pretty scary um, and I, I know a few people that, that were affected personally by those fires um and now there's, you know, fires all over the West Coast, which is, it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, we're, the, we're, we're, we're doing all right. And, uh, you know, it's like, it, it's, it's, it's a moment though, right? Of like, shoot, we gotta, we gotta change some things here, you know, and get this, get this figured out a bit. And I think, uh, not, not like doing a shameless product plug, but like driving less, you know, electric electric transportation is like a part of it you know right. um, there's a, there's a lot of it a lot of a lot of a lot of pieces um that we need to that we need to um to do but um yeah you know it's, it's like it's a very visceral actually i was up in oregon too more recently and that oh, was that was it's like 450 aqi up there yeah, that's where where I was. I mean, my brother's farm is in Estacada, and it was one less than a mile from the fire line, the Riverside Fire. His kids actually spent last week with us um, because yeah. the the air quality was so poor. I mean, and, and we had to put. I was telling Josh we had to put furnace filters on fans to clean the air, and we you know we shut all the windows. We have um, AC, you know, central air. So even even with that, 
all of the furnace filters in four to five days were black. Wow. Totally. It's scary. It's, it's, it's super scary. Uh, but my kids are, you know, they're, they're ardent smokers. I let them smoke in the house. <laughs> so it's fine. You know, That's the trained teenagers. professionals. Yeah. Right. That might contribute. <laughs> <laughs> well, how, how about production in San Jose? That was the other thing I was thinking, like, did COVID yeah. affect the way you guys, you know, have your standard kind of, um, distribution sure. center and, and production facility. Yeah, totally. It slows down quite a bit in the, in particularly in the beginning you know, California is under that, um, yeah. shutdown. So yeah, that was a, a big, a big hurdle for us. Um, and yeah, I think we're, we're back to, um, yeah, we're making one meals. Um, but we've obviously had to change, you know, like, um, how the line works and, um, just account for, for, you know, and has the, the things supply you account for. Is the supply chain kind of returned to normal or are you still kind of lagging with some parts and components? I think, I think it's been a challenge. I yeah. think it's been a challenge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talking to, talking to our COO, I was like, what, like what I was asking him kind of this question, like what's been the biggest challenge? He's just like everything. I have, yeah, I have no idea how that stuff works, but, um, but I assume it's really hard, you know, like I assume it's really, really hard to. Well, obviously to you've sure. got a, a pretty specific formula to your marketing success. Um, you know, like what have you guys, you know, do you feel like you've had to make really serious and significant changes from what you've been doing? I mean, aside from like, you know, not popping up at events, like what's working really well for you? that you would say, you know, there's a, is there, is there a takeaway? Is there something if, if, if you were talking to friends who were in other business that were, you know, conversely mm-hmm. struggling, like, is, do you feel like you guys have learned something from this that you could share or, or do you think it's just been that kind of like right time, right place and just kind of try and true. And, and that's, what's kind of kept you guys going and, and accelerating through all this. Well, I think one of the things that's been sort of convenient for us is that we've always been like a digital first company. Mm-hmm. You know, so we do have um, a retail network in the world, but but we've really been, um, you know, focused. Yeah, on direct online um, for our whole existence, and and because of that, we've sort of built out our team accordingly, right? You know, we have right. um, we have two full time um, videographers uh, on staff. We uh, video is a huge component of what we do. Um, you know, and, and, and that's like, you got to be able to reach people on the internet, you know, and, um, yeah. and you got to be able to push content out all the time. Um, and so I think we've really just leaned into that, um, through this period and, and, um, I mean, yeah, content is, is, is everything right. So, um, and, and being also spending, creative, are you spending more money on advertising and maybe taking advantage of some of the you know, kind of the, the deals, deals, drops in pricing. Are you you doing more ads now? Um, I think that for us, it's like about finding efficiencies there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is, is like finding platforms that, um, that work well. I mean, like, I know, you know, if you go back several years, like it was all about Facebook, you know? Right. And then, um, with the Cambridge Analytica stuff, you know, like Facebook became, a lot more expensive, you know, the, uh, your dollar went less far basically. And so now for us, you know, um, 
This podcast mm. is actually a Facebook deep fake. <laughs> exactly. I hear it's I hear it's all about LinkedIn now. That's what that's what, that's what I'm hearing. But um, oh, yeah, yes. for us, you know, like YouTube, you know, YouTube's been huge, um, both in terms of just like the organic videos that we're pushing out on YouTube. Um, we just reached seventy thousand subscribers, which I'm psyched about. That's awesome. Um, and um, yeah, the paid stuff, you know, like it's 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 a changing landscape. And I think yeah, just uh, you know, if I was talking to other marketers, I'd say one of the things that we do pretty well, but we could always improve on, is really being intentional about what kind of content works best where, and being really honest with yourself about it as well, right? Because it's like you want to say that the answer is always, oh, like let's like shoot it really beautifully on this DSLR camera, yeah. and let's p- spend money to make that happen, and then let's put it on Instagram and then let's put, you know, the same piece of content, let's put it on Facebook and let's put it on YouTube. That's not really like how it works. You know, like what, what works well on Instagram is not what works well on YouTube, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and Facebook's different too. They all have their own intricacies. And so I think, you know, I've learned that like cell phone video crushes on Instagram. You can post a beautifully shot and edited piece and post it to Instagram. No one cares. Right. Because it because it doesn't because it doesn't look like it belongs on the platform. You know, you want to see right. videos that feel like your friend just sent them to you. Um, and you have a minute too. yeah, totally, totally. So I think understanding. Um, yeah, understanding like each the, the what belongs where what works well there and being honest with yourself about it um, from a marketing standpoint. I think that's something that we think about a lot. Um, and what would, you, that what would you say to Adam right now? you the secret to your success <laughs> would you say the same thing or would you lie and tell him something different <laughs> yeah well, if he posts this whole you know if he posts like a six second cut of this to instagram like w- still cropped wide like then i then i'd have some angry words for him <laughs> no we never do work. that we never do that <laughs> we never lie to get the sale that would be horrible jack it has been a total pleasure reconnecting with you uh we're gonna put an insert right here from joe joe wants to say hi joe you guys one wheels are like so awesome you're gonna be so stoked when you get on this thing man it's gonna be like whoa this is awesome Jack, you're awesome. Uh, Josh, any last questions or thoughts for, for Mr. Mudd? No, man, it's been a pleasure. It's great catching up with you and uh, glad to see everyone's doing well and staying healthy and, and um, love to see you guys continue to grow. Uh, thanks so much, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's been, it's been an honor and a privilege. Awesome. Well, hey, we'll catch up soon. And uh, in the words of One Wheel, nar. <laughs>